You are now listening to The Forefront Radio, where we discuss history, the Bible, the history of the Israelites, science, and other matters. Bring it out. The history of the blacks, Hispanics, and Native Americans, as it relates to the Bible. Who were you prior to slavery? Who were you prior to colonization? These answers and more can be seen and heard as you listen to The Forefront Radio. Got the gold, looking for a 44, 
shall be cut off and die. But the third shall be left therein. Forefront Radio. Got a couple of scripts I want to pull for y'all to get some good understanding. Jeremiah chapter 2, verse 14. Is Israel a servant? Is he a home-born slave? Why is he spoiled? So now this is a good text of scripture to look at because we're looking at Black history in the Bible, slavery in the Bible, and slavery all across the globe. A lot of times people separate the Bible from world history. So now we're going to look at another book in the Bible talking about slavery. First Maccabees chapter 3, verse 41. And the merchants of the country, and the merchants of the country. So now we're looking specifically at merchants, right? Or those that hold sway over markets, right? It says, Merchants of the country, hearing the fame of them, took silver and gold very much with servants and came into the camp to buy the children of Israel for slaves. The children of Israel for slaves. So now I have a history book by the name of Silk, Slaves, and Stupas by Susan Whitfield. When you look into this book, there's a book that there's a a page where it talks about a Hellenistic plate that they create. When you look at uh, this Hellenistic plate, you find that um, Black Jews were the ones that lived during the Hellenistic time who became Greeks, which is what we uh, know of in the Maccabees during the Maccabean dynasty. So now... In chapter uh, 10 of this book, page 250, there's an interesting quote here, okay? For those of you that have critical thinking, thinking and listening skills, I implore you to listen to the words written here, okay? It says, unlike the other chapters in this book, this one does not focus on a single object that survives today. That is because the object in question, the slave, is an animate one and has long died and decayed. There are no examples in museums except perhaps represented by models and dioramas that were so popular from the late 19th century. While some slaves were buried with their master and their corpses might survive, we know little or nothing of their lives. That is a lie, though. We're going to prove why. So why include this chapter in a book of material culture? Because slaves, because slaves like silks or silk road goods to be bought, 
used and sold for profit. And many were transported long distances by land and sea to trade in foreign markets, foreign markets. So now remember what we just read in 1 Maccabees. I'm going to read it again in 1 Maccabees, what the merchants of the world did. It says, and the merchants of the country, hearing the fame of them, took silver and gold very much with servants and came into the camp to buy the children of Israel for slaves. A power also of Syria and of the land of the Philistines joined themselves unto them. Okay, so we have a historical book now talking about those that became slaves and how they were sold with goods, silks, and other services for profit. And they traveled long distances by land and sea to trade in foreign markets. So now, while no slaves from this time survived to tell their story, they have left traces in art, archaeology, and texts. From these, we can see that slavery is found throughout the Silk Road. Slavery is found throughout the Silk Road. So now one has to ask the question, how far was the Silk Road? How many lands did this encounter where you had the children of Israel as slaves? So now they're going to sugarcoat it and try to make it seem like they're not talking about black folks. They could say, oh, it could be anybody. It could be Arabs. It could be, you know, Mediterranean folk. It could be white folk. Who knows? We don't know who it is. They died. They all died. That is a lie. That is a lie. See, China likes to hide the fact, and the Arabians like to hide the fact, and the Grecians like to hide the fact that they were also involved in the international slave trade. But in this book, these scholars know that Black folks were sold into slavery. We read it from the prophet Jeremiah, who prophesied about it centuries before it happened. And we just read it in the book of the Maccabees, which is the Grecian captivity. Now we're reading a historical document here that talks about places all throughout the world. So you can't separate history from the Bible. Okay, so now watch this. It says, from these, we can see that slavery is found throughout the Silk Road. So now they put some some BS in it. They say, not particularly to any culture, place, or period. It is important to the Silk Road economy, probably rivaled, that the silk, horses, or other goods, a.k.a. slaves, discussed here. Yet slaves rarely have a central, if any, role in the Silk Road histories that are told today. So find that, hmm. So this author is saying that slaves are rarely talked about whenever they talk about the Silk Road history, okay? This chapter uses these traces to tell something of their stories across the Silk Road. So now there's maps, and we're going to go into some of the places where, where the maps are, right? So it says this, I will address the issues of how and why, although the, I'm sorry, 
although the when and where are hardly relevant since, as Macmillan Encyclopedia of World History has noted, quote, with the exception of marriage, the family, and religion, slavery is perhaps the most ubiquitous social institution in human history. In this chapter, unlike many of the other chapters, most of the evidence for our knowledge of the object is textual and includes extant local codes. We have to, uh, I'm sorry, we have to be cautious while taking written legal codes as indicative of practices, for as David Wyatt has pointed out in his discussion of slaves in medieval Britain and Ireland, quote, the legal norms of a given society might not reflect actual so social and cultural practices that were not enshrined in the law codes. However, however, they do show something of the situation, even if in some cases, they describe an ideal probably not often realized in practice. From Sazani, I'm sorry, Sessanian, Iran, which is 224 to 651 AD, for example, we have Pahlavi compilation of law cases collected in the 6th century that include a chapter on slavery. So those that lived in Iran, the Carmanians, the uh, Iraqis, the uh, indigenous Iranians, they know in their records that they enslaved black folks. We call them today Afro-Iranians, Afro-Arabics. That's what they call them. Although only part is extant, the discussion of slavery in other chapters helps supplement the picture. There is also an extent text on slavery among the Christian communities of Iran. From China, the legal code of the Tang period, 618 to 907, classes people into three groups, with slaves belonging to the lowest, quote, the inferior. Their punishments are harsher than those from the higher groups. We also have, now this is interesting to note, we also have many literary sources and primary documents to supplement our understanding. So what does this tell you? White folks know our history. Although the title of this chapter is called the, quote, unknown slave, in their own writing, when you read, it says, quote, we also have many literary sources and primary documents to supplement our understanding, meaning they already know who the slaves were. Watch this. Slaves commonly appear in contemporary stories. For example, in 1001 Nights, they are used by Al-Khwarizmi in his mathematical puzzles. And they are mentioned in passing in many of the tales recounted by Arab shipmaster Bazurg ibn Shahir Riyar. We have original contracts for slaves in any number of languages Gandhari, Chinese, Sogdian, Hebrew, Hebrew, Hebrew. Arabic, and Latin. So now, I'm going to read a quote from the Bible that talks about 
the slave trade that happened between the Greeks and the Arabs, because we, we heard Arabic, we heard Hebrew, we heard the Latin. We know the Latins are the Romans, which are the Greeks, which are Esau, which is the white man, so-called Caucasian races. We know Ishmael are the Arabians or the Arabics. And we know that the ancient Hebrew Israelites were and are so-called black folks, so-called Negroes, so-called Haitians, Jamaicans, so-called Native American Indians, so-called Afro-Cubans, Afro-Mexicans, so-called Afro-Panamanians, so-called Afro-Puerto Ricans and, and Dominicans, and all these people that we know of in what we call the quote-unquote African diaspora. These are Israelites. So now, Joel writes of a prophecy where the children of Israel are sold as slaves. And I'm going to pull that up for you once I find that page. He literally says that the children of Israel are sold as slaves, and he's going to specify who. In Joel chapter 3, verse 6, it states this, the children also of Judah and the children of Jerusalem have ye sold, have ye sold, have ye sold unto the Grecians, that ye might remove them far from their border. So now, going into this book, again called Silk, Slaves, and Stupas by Susan Whitfield, we're going to go to page 148. We're going to go to page 148, where we're going to look at a map. And in these maps, we're going to specify some of the cities that these people were taken to as slaves. Now, remember the quote that we read. The quote says that because slaves, like silks, were, were silk goods, right? And they were sold for profit, and they were transported long distances, like we just read in the Bible, for the trade, for the foreign trade in foreign markets, that slavery was found throughout the Silk Road. So now, we're going to look at ancient Israel and all these other areas, and we're going to specify the settlements where people were taken to as slaves. You have Cairo, which is in Egypt. You have Alexandria, which is in Egypt. Alexandria was owned by the Greeks when the Greeks took over the continent of Africa. You have Gaza, Jerusalem, Ramla, Sidon. You have Ugarit. You have Antioch, which is mentioned in the Bible. You have Anazarbus, Anarcha, Chalcedon, Nicaea, which is mentioned in the Bible. Trapzon, Nimrud, Baghdad, which is in Iraq. Medina, which is in Arabia. Mecca, Zafar, which is in Arabia. You have Persopolis in the Greek areas right? Through the Zargos Mountains, right? You have Albor's Mountains, you have Gorgon, you have Nisa going all the way up towards Russia. You have the Arrow Sea area, you have Herat, okay? Other areas include all the way out to China with Longmen, Laoyang, Hezhong, uh, Shangzang, Shangdu, Majishan, Wu Wei, 
Hong Kong, Shanghai. These are all areas of the silk trade, the silk roads, where Israel was scattered all throughout the globe and removed far from their border. So we see here, this is evidence of the Asian slave trade, the Arabian slave trade, the trans-Saharan slave trade that many people do not know actually existed. So why is this information important? This information is vastly important because it proves that we are the children of Israel, according to the Bible, that we are God's chosen people. These things, these historical facts are signs to indicate who the children of Israel are in these last days. In Deuteronomy chapter 28 and verse 60, uh, verse 46, it says this, and uh, I'll read from verse 45. It says, moreover, all these curses, referring to generational curses, referring to slavery, right, shall come upon thee and shall pursue thee and overtake thee till thou be destroyed, because thou hearkenest not unto the voice of the Lord thy God to keep his commandments and his statutes which he commanded thee. So he's telling you in the Bible, the reason our ancestors went into slavery was because we broke the covenant and we did not keep the commandments of the Bible. So now in order to fix what our ancestors got wrong, it's, it's now time for us to change and go back to our own cultural habits in the Bible, meaning what? Keeping the commandments, the laws, the rules, the civil uh, uh, obligations, the moral laws, the ceremonial laws, all these different things that are in the Bible we have to adhere to. Watch this. And they, this is verse 46, and they, referring to the curses, shall be upon thee, meaning your children and your descendants, for a sign, for a sign, for a sign, and for a wonder, and upon thy seed, your descendants, forever. So now, if I'm driving down the street and I'm using my GPS, right, in order for me to know what street I'm driving on, I have to know the sign. I have to read that particular sign. So when I read the sign, I can identify my location. So now, while we're reading about slavery and we're picking up these history books, we find out that within the history book itself, it mentions the Hebrews. During the silk trade, as we read, it mentioned the Hebrews as slaves. And here's the proof of that. I'm going to go to the very next page in this book, page two. 52, and I'm going to read a couple of sections in, in the paragraph entitled, Becoming a Slave. How did someone become a slave to be used and traded on the Silk Road? There are several processes, whether stated formally, as in various legal codes, or happening in practice, sometimes in contravention of the law. Some slaves were born into the condition. Now, remember what we read in Jeremiah chapter 2, verse 14, when it said, is Israel a servant? Is he a home-born slave? Why is he spoiled? Watch this. It says, uh, going on, it says, but the largest number of slaves was made up of those that were taken, taken as prisoners of war or in raids by land or sea. So remember what we read in Joel, where it says that the children of Jerusalem and the children of Judah were sold unto the Greeks. 
that the Arabians and the indigenous Africans sold them to the Greeks. And then we read in the Maccabees how the Greeks, how the Greeks sold them into the nations, how merchants came from distant lands, some from Syria, some from Palestine, to come in and buy the children of Israel as slaves. I'm going to read it again just in case we forgot, because some people are slow. Some people are slow. So I'm going to read it again. First Maccabees chapter one, I'm sorry, first Maccabees chapter three, verse 41. And the merchants of the country, hearing the fame of them, took silver and gold very much with servants and came into the camp to buy the children of Israel for slaves. End of quote. So now going back to the history book, let's find out here what it says. This is Silk Slaves and Stupas by Susan Whitfield, page 252. I'm going to jump to the bottom paragraph. In Arabic society, the children also took the status of the mother. However, if this meant they were born into slavery, the father could choose to recognize and liberate the child. Such was the case with the Arabic poet of the pre-Islamic era uh, period, Antara whose parents were an Arab father from the Abs tribe and an Ethiopian slave woman. Now, if anyone is familiar with history, we know that Ethiopian, or the term Ethiopus, is a Greek word for black. Whenever they use the term Ethiopian, they're referring to black people. But guess what? It's not specifying the Ethiopian itself, as in the country of Ethiopia. They're just saying a Black woman, as far as an Ethiopian woman. But guess what? We know through history and the Bible that it's literally talking about an Israelite woman. All right? So now, I implore you to read this book when you get an opportunity and learn more information about Black history in the Bible, this is important because we don't know who our friends are and we don't know who don't who does not have our best interests at heart. We sometimes have a tendency to only subscribe slavery to the European powers. But in reality, all nations had a part in the destruction and enslavement of the children of Israel, who are you so-called Blacks, Hispanics, and Native Americans. It's important to know this because when you look at the United Nations, we don't have representation there. When you look at the global European powers, such as the UN and the African Union and the uh, uh, United States of America, we have minimal if any, of those that will stand up for those that have been oppressed all throughout the world. You understand this? Very important. There cannot be global slave trade where the entire world profited from our ancestors being abused, tortured, killed, and forced to work all through from one side of the earth to the other. We literally read that from one end of the earth to the other, okay? And not realize that when we talk about reparations, America's not going to want to give it because if they do, the whole entire planet 
should be given to us. You understand what I'm saying? We worked all throughout the world. And that is why the Bible says the meek shall inherit the earth. We are the meek. That is why the Bible says that the last shall be first and the first shall be last. Who's last on the planet? Black folks. Who's at the bottom of the barrel in society? Black folks throughout the world. This is why the Bible says those that led us into captivity shall go into captivity. Those that killed us with the sword shall be killed with the sword. That's Revelation chapter 13, verse 10. I don't know about y'all, but I believe in the Bible. And I believe in history. And you can't remove history from the Bible. So like everyone says, what goes around comes around. And we know in order for us to have restitution, we truly have to rule over our oppressors. The last text of scripture I'm going to give you is going to prove prove that very point. In Isaiah chapter 14, it dictates and shows and proves a prophecy of the last becoming the first and the first becoming the last. Watch this. Isaiah chapter 1 verse, I'm sorry, Isaiah chapter 14 and verse 1. For the Lord will have mercy on Jacob and will yet choose Israel and set them in their own land. And the strangers shall be joined with them and they shall cleave to the house of Jacob. And the people shall take them and bring them to their place. And the house of Israel shall possess them in the land of the Lord for servants and handmaids. And they shall take them captives whose captives they were, and they shall rule over their oppressors. So now, if you don't think this is talking about Black folks, we're going to read one more verse, verse 3. And it shall come to pass, meaning it will happen in the future, in the day that the Lord shall give thee rest from thy sorrow and from thy fear and from thy hard bondage, a.k.a. slavery, wherein thou was made to serve. Were black folks sold into international slavery? Yes, they were. Did they have no rest day nor night? Yes, they did. They did not have rest. Did they sorrow? Did they fear? Were they forced into hard slavery or bondage? Yes, they were. So this proves, this proves that not only were we enslaved in ancient Babylon, but we were enslaved in Medo-Persia. We were enslaved by the Greeks, by the Romans during the time of Christ, by the Americas, by the Arabs, by the Chinese, all these nations had a hand to play. Even now, to this day, articles come out of the children of Israel being sold in Arabian countries. But guess what? There is a God. And at the end of the day, as we just read, the children of Israel 
will take them captives whose captives they were, and they shall rule over their oppressors. Thank you for listening to the Forefront Radio, where the truth does not fear investigation. Always remember, you will know the truth, and the truth shall set you free. Peace. Rise up and teach all the people Tell them that this is your wisdom In the sight of the heathen And the Lord gave two tablets Write laws to govern the people But they were so damn evil Rebellious, stiff-necked people Captivity, aka ships, slavery We were not hawking, no, we were not here We were not listening, no, we were not fear We was the righteous and we was the kings We was the priests, listen to play All the wicked lying, all the fornication All the selling, hating, all the baby making All the idolatries, all the seeds and bullshits All the Baals and Molochs and sacrifices to devils Wake up, let's go home Righteous in my zone Twelve tribes for the kingdom It's coming, won't be long And the Lord said to Moses, speak to the sons of Israel, repent of all your sins, cause the kingdom is here within. And the Lord said to Moses, speak to the sons of Israel, repent of all your sins, cause the kingdom is here within. Put off them shoes from your feet. Okay. This holy ground where you stepping. No need your corner no suggestion. Raise up my people in season. Break about that evil from Egypt. Tell them remember my Sabbath. You know they stiff neck inside it. That's why the commandments in Exodus and again in Deuteronomy. That's why we border the fringes. Cause we forgetful of people. Get slain for picking up sticks. Nowadays we picking up chicks. Forget thou should not commit adultery. It was written in bricks. It's like a hit in the miss. I mean you get what you give. Keep these commandments and live. Not that we minister hate like we forgot the wages of sin. We prophesied of the wind. Pray that it bring them back in. I know that iron sharpened the iron, but I don't know nothing about sin. And the Lord said to Moses, speak to the sons of Israel. Repent of all your sins, cause the kingdom is here within. And the Lord said to Moses, speak to the sons of Israel. The kingdom is here within. The Lord said to Moses, this time my people were free. Give them the laws they should follow and let them know it's from me. If they keep all my laws, they be the top of the tree. But if they turn from my ways, I give them captivity. And God said to Moses, teach all my laws to my chosen. Put the women in dresses and have the men put on hosen. When the new moon's approaching, make sure the trumpets are blowing. Tell the women about children to help my people keep growing. And God said to Moses, when you see sin, take a notice. Remind them I saved them for all the curses and locusts. Separate from the nation so they can clearly have focus. They serve other gods and all their science is bogus. Teach them they should not steal. They have my people be roguish. They have to pay for their sin. Have them agree that they notice. If they turn from my laws, their every effort is hopeless. There is only one God and that's a clear diagnosis. And God 
said to Moses, accept no witches, hypnosis. To go into the world would be considered atrocious. Have my women dress modest and keep them soft as a lotus. With the knowledge of wise men and the beauty of roses.
together. I remember oh, Brother Yavin from Cali said that. I like that thing. Consistency and discipline work together. And I'll, and, and I'll say this. Brothers often ask, how, can, how do I always stay motivated? Easy. I'm not always motivated. But I'm always disciplined. 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 Thank you for listening to the Forefront Radio. We now have a cash app. The link is in the description of the page here on anchor.fm, also on Spotify. We appreciate you listening in. We do have a few features that we are including now. We are selling a few products such as watches, perfumes, colognes, and other uh, products will be available for our Israelite community, as well as the general community of the population. We have a Facebook page. Just type in the Forefront Media, and you'll be able to get updates of of, uh, various shows that we drop when they do drop. Um, please do share this show if you like the show, and we do hope that you do love this show. And uh, tune in for more uh, episodes once we have them available. Thank you for listening to The Forefront. I'm your host, Afia Levi Israel. Hey, my friend, you have just listened to The Forefront Radio. Please leave your comment and input about the show, what you like about the show, as well as any general feedback on ways to improve. We need your help to acquire new equipment to implement studio quality video and audio to our friends. Contribute as little as $4.99. It's only worth a cup of coffee. Then we can produce documentaries, more episodes, and great info for the diaspora. Go to Cash App and enter A-P-H-I-E-L-L-E-V-I to donate to the Forefront Radio to cover our advertising costs and reach more people. Catch our next episode on YouTube, Facebook, Spotify, anchor.fm slash the forefront. Always remember, the truth shall liberate the mind. Peace to the heirs of promise and the heritage of the scattered 12 tribes.